This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zreen Siddiqui. And tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. You know why? No, I wish. You don't know why? No, Becky. No one I gave do you know, the memo I do know why. about what today's episode's <laughs> I, I about? It's going to be hard. No, then. I have no idea. Well, today we're flashing back to the release of the classic romantic comedy, She's All That. Because Netflix yes. has decided to create a new one. Why? When will they stop? Where, where are the new ideas? Where have they all been placed and no one can reach them? I want to know. No, we'll never find out. But before we investigate that, let's get into our not over it. Serene, what are you not over this week? Well, in line with today's topic, kind of. Um, I recently found out... Um, and I'm not over the fact that M. Night Shyamalan sort of ghost wrote parts of the original 1999 She's All That movie. More specifically, the infamous line, Am I a fucking bet? My bet? Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? And I just have, would have never associated M. Night Shyamalan and She's All That. No? And I just find it like such No, I can't imagine, no. <laughs> but now I really want to see old. Just, just because so, of that um, one line? There's something wrong with this speech. Well, I love that line, and I love She's All That, and the fact that he was in some way connected makes me just want to give him another chance. I will say, I was happy that they kept that line pure for He's All That. The one, they only get yeah. one F-bomb. I mean, they only get one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie, so I was happy that they they kept that in both. And... Whether or not there's been some debate about how much M. Night Shyamalan actually contributed to this script, but I think it's a real feather in his cap that his line there made it into all iterations, all two of them. Yes. He also was um, the brains behind the streaking during the graduation scene with um, Freddie Prince Jr. Allegedly. We don't have any facts. The very end. Yeah, the yeah, very well, end. You know what? He yeah, loves a twist mine. ending. <laughs> we do know that. He's the master of the ending. What's your not so. over it? Um, my not over it, I also went with one on brand for this week, is that when I rewatched She's All That, which I hadn't seen in a long time, I totally forgot that there's a cameo from Sarah Michelle Geller in this movie. And I originally assumed it was because she and Freddie Prince Jr. were already together at this time because this movie came out two years after I know what you did last summer, which they were in together, but they actually weren't. She was just filming Buffy nearby 
and came by just to visit her quote-unquote friend, Freddie Prince Jr., and said she would do a small cameo. Wait, I had no idea that they weren't actually dating during that cameo. No, I didn't either. I just, when I was rewatching it, was like, oh, how delightful. She agreed to do this for her boyfriend, but maybe, you know, she needed an excuse to see him. That's wholesome. I love that. No, and they're still together. Love is real. It could work for Jennifer and Ben. Benifer, I was about to say. Um, excuse me, their rebranded name this time is Benjamin. <laughs> no, I agreed. know, but a few weeks ago, you were saying this is Hollywood, love never lasts, and I am thankful for the memory that Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. have been together all these years. That is, they are a timeless couple. If they break up, I don't know what, what would happen to the world. Very sad. Very sad for 90s kids everywhere. Okay, well, speaking of things that are sad for 90s kids everywhere, let's get into the episode. <laughs> So we're gathered here today to talk about Netflix's newest rom-com, He's All That. Not to be confused with She's All That. We don't have to say the original. We don't have to say She's All That 1 and 2 because this has a totally different name. It's He's All That, really hip to the lingo of the current times. Makeovers are my thing. When I first met him, he was 120 pounds of bad hair. Why don't you just make another Jordan? I will create the next prom king. You make it sound so easy. You don't think I can do it? No, but I do think it'll be fun watching you try. A bet? I'm in. Just kidding. Netflix has obviously been having some success with romantic comedies, most notably to all the boys I've loved before, one, two, and three, which were all very sweet and delightful. There's also the kissing booth, one, two, and three. I'm seeing a pattern here. Will there be a he's all that, two, and three? Time will tell. No. But, Serene, for now, tell me a little bit about he's all that one. (laughs) Well, he's all that one um, stars Addison Rae from TikTok fame um, as Padgett Sawyer. She came from TikTok. (laughs) She came from TikTok. She did. That's how she started. Yes. Not only did she come from TikTok, she's currently the third most followed TikTok influencer with 82.5 million. Charlie D'Amelio is still number one. Wow. Wow. Why wouldn't they cast the number one followed person on TikTok? Why would they choose the third? Obviously, she was too expensive, but also she was making the D'Amelio show. She has her own show on coming to Hulu soon. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyways, um, more folks on the cast. Tanner Buchanan from Cobra Kai fame plays Cameron Queller, who is Addison Rae's project in the movie. Um, he's, he's he's the one that's all that. And then we also have Peyton Meyer from Girl Meets World. He plays Jordan, who is a just a horrifying person in general in the movie, obsessed with TikTok. He is some sort of rap star slash musician that I don't know, it was confusing to understand. Um, and then but also, also, before we move on, interesting that this actor is in not one but two gender swapped remake yeah. reboots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're correct. I didn't even notice that. Um, and then my favorite, which was driving me absolutely crazy while I was watching the movie, is um, Madison Courtney Pettis. Kardashian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. We'll get into that. Oh, God. Um, Madison Pettis, who plays Alden, sort of the she plays the Paul Rock Walker role, R.I.P. Um, in this remake, reboot, whatever it is. Um, but she was uh the little girl from Game Plan 
which starred The Rock, which Becky, I know you don't know that movie, but I love that movie. And she was so cute in it. And she grew up to be horrible just in this movie. But I like how you keep saying these people are horrible enough to specify just in this movie. Yes. Well, we don't know the actors personally. So I do. I do want to reiterate that I don't actually think anyone is horrible. This is mostly just based on their characters within the film. We do know that in Addison Rae's personal life, she is very close friends with Kourtney Kardashian. So to the surprise of no one, Kourtney Kardashian has a cameo role in this movie. You're going viral in the wrong way. Did this friendship start because of this movie? Absolutely not. Or was this cameo a result of this friendship already happening? I mean, I don't know for sure, but I am willing to bet that this cameo was a result of their friendship. Well, I don't think anyone... cast Kourtney Kardashian. Really? Why? Why would you say that? You wouldn't think to cast Kourtney Kardashian in a movie? She beat out, she beat out millions of other Kardashians for this role. Truly millions of other Kardashians. Well, that's something that I can say is actually horrible. Um, no, but are, isn't your whole thing that you feel like Kourtney Kardashian needs something of her own against all the other Kardashians? So none yeah, of not, them are no, acting. Not really. This. I don't, not this. Whatever it is, it needs to be not this. Less of this. This could be her foray into acting. Well, speaking of cameos, there are two cameos from the original She's All That. Uh, You said we didn't have to say original because this isn't a remake. Just want to reiterate. You're right. You're right. There are two cameos from She's All That. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook, who played the lead in She's All That. She played the she who was all that. In this movie is not reprising the same character, but is playing Addison Ray, aka Paget's mother. I think I would have preferred to see where Lainey Boggs is now, but we're not that lucky. And Matthew Lillard, who is incredible, and she's all that as the douchey boyfriend who steals Taylor Vaughn away from Zach Seiler uh, in this movie plays the school principal. Yes, a weird, a weird transition. Although I, as much as I would like to see Rachel Lake, you know, cook reprise Lainey Boggs with this cast, I'm glad that they don't even pretend like this is the same universe because I don't want any of he's all that happening in, in connection to she's all that. So as well, I, I separate was, as you can make it, I I thought it was that. supposed to be at the same high school now. Cali, isn't that what they just keep calling the high school Cali the whole time? I'm like. The state? I don't understand. What's oh, well, at the end, when, spoiler alert, an homage to She's All That and He's All That, there is yet another choreographed dance at the prom. Matthew Lillard, as the principal, says this is a weird tradition at this school, that they do a choreographed dance at the prom, which was an I thought was a nod to the original because it was supposed to be the same school. Well, I mean, I think they try to incorporate, you know, with like, to your point, the am I a fucking bet line. They do. They have moments where they try, but at the same time, the less association that I see within the she's all that universe into the he's all that universe, I am happy with. Also, they dance to a Macklemore song, which is just God, truly the ending this movie deserves. Like, I, I don't want to see anything else. I mostly think about what well, I was thinking a lot about not another teen movie when I rewatched She's All That and watched She's All That for the first time, because sometimes all these movies blur together for me. They but do. specifically, there's a line in not another teen movie where the actor who played Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother, whose real name is escaping me right now, says you'd, you'd never know that everyone at this school is a professional dancer. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? You would never suspect that everyone at this school is a professional dancer. You know, the thing with this movie, though, and I think that the thing 
with I know this isn't a remake, but these sort of extensions of of these classics from the 90s is that the new ones feel like giant YouTube ads. Yeah, there's a lot of product placement. Strangely, for Pizza Hut and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Doritos, which I don't really associate with teenagers of now eating. I feel no, like they're like, a little bit more health conscious than we were. No, but like the also, core who water serves bottles? Pizza Hut at a birthday at a pool party? That's just disgusting. Who's getting Pizza Hut delivery? Like I know it's California and the access to great pizza is limited, but with that much money, you can do better than Pizza Hut. Right. If you're having, if you're hosting a Great Gatsby party, I think you can afford better food in your mansion than Pizza Hut and KFC. Well, that was at the pool party at the Great Gatsby party. They mostly served shade and mocktails. And a giant cake. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, we'll discuss the phenomenon of the classic She's All That from 1999. All right. Well, the... Classic She's All That came out January 29th, 1999. An amazing day for us all. Um, it's my mom's birthday. Oh my God. Happy, happy birthday, Peggy. Happy birthday, Peggy. <laughs> um, She's All That was sort of a sleeper hit. Um, it grossed over $100 million at the box office and the budget was only $7 million, which is kind of nutty. Um, Can we stop to think about that for a second? A romantic comedy grossed that much money and was number one at the box office that a teen romantic comedy to me that really speaks to how much the 90s were a golden age of teen rom-coms but also does this speak to the power of freddie prince jr no it doesn't okay (laughs) because the rest of everybody else wasn't like you know that famous but i feel like he was sort of in this high of he was a 90s heartthrob that like we i couldn't watch enough movies with Freddie Prince Jr. I was watching anything he was in. Anything and everything. Sign me up. Well, Rachel Lee Cook was also established at that time. She was Becky Thatcher in Tom and Huck, a movie I always enjoyed because my name is Becky and (laughs) Jonathan Taylor Thomas was also in it. Uh, She also had been in the Babysitter's Club. She had been around. She wasn't nobody. No, no. I I don't think she was nobody, but I do think Freddie Prince Jr. was just... I'm kind yeah, of surprised I'd, by how much credit you're giving to Freddie Prince Jr. when all you talk about is how Paul Walker is everything. That's because the Paul Walker thing is just really close to my heart. And don't put that Charlie Puth song in here because I will ugh, just hate. It just makes me sad. I was just just left us so soon. And he's so beautiful. R.I.P. And when he was a staple of 90s teen, I mean, Pleasantville, Varsity Blues, but also the other actresses who were also considered for Lainey were also all over these movies. Lili Sobieski, Mina Suvari, you know, with the roses and American Beauty, and Jordana Brewster. We were just talking about how much we love the faculty. And also more Fast and Furious crossover. Wow. I know. Jordana Brewster and Rachel Aiko could be like fairly interchangeable to me, I think. They do have very similar looks. Do brunettes all look the same to you? <laughs> yeah. As a brunette, <laughs> as as a brunette myself, I have to say. We all look the same. Um, there was also, you know, I think the cast, I have to say the 90s movie was for its time very, very well cast. Wasn't 
a movie that appeared super white. I'm not saying it wasn't problematic, but it was nice to see, you know, Gabrielle Union was there. Little Kim was in that movie, Dual Hill. I feel like they did a good job of, I don't know. Usher. Just, Usher, the campus DJ. How could you forget? Pivotal role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the home stretch, earthquakes. And a special shout out to all my seniors. Just two weeks left to the time on the combination of crepe paper, cleavage, and crystal prom. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I think the, the movie going back also doesn't feel as white. Watching it in 2021, which is a nice like surprise because mostly if I watch a movie that I loved in the 90s, I'm like, oh yeah, look how problematic this is. We're not allowed to love this anymore. Whereas she's all that, I still feel very strongly that everyone is still allowed to love. Well, it's sad because you go back expecting it to be hyper cringy, hyper non-PC. And of course, the leads are still white, but so are the leads and he's all that, which came out 20 years later. So right. look how far we've come. Uh, it's Gabrielle Union's first role that made me also think about 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh it's like all these same actors I used over and over again. I also, the movie has a lot more references to sex and drinking than He's All That has. He's All That is a little bit more wholesome. And I think She's All That, that's where most of the, the problematic things were, were in the misogyny. I mean, also the fact that this entire movie is about gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is enough. I do think, yeah, to your point, it's it's a lot more raunchy, but it's also the '90s like MTV Spring Break culture. Yes, the references are so good, and also one of the most horrifying things is that a lot of the outfits that the girls wear are now fully back in style. Yeah, the fashions are. I'm like this. They're just wearing bras out in the wild, and that's what we do now. So we've really come full circle with that. I have to say, the fashion is exactly the same. Not much has changed there. Although I feel like men are not wearing the oversized T-shirts and baggy clothes. But for the girls, we're definitely back. The hacky sack has also gone out of fashion, (laughs) which I found it interesting that apparently they had to hire some a hacky sack professional, a hacky sack expert for that pivotal scene where Zach Seiler is performing the hacky sack performance art. Hacky sack. Can't let it drop. Never let it drop. Be silent. Be still. Be silent. Be still. Be silent. Um, and of course, my favorite line of the whole entire movie, which really holds up, is at the very end where Lainey says to Zach, you know, sexual harassment is still a big issue these days. <laughs> yeah, sexual harassment is still a big issue these days. My God. We haven't really come that far at all, have we? No, they do still get the sexual harassment and the attempted, whatever it was, rape, assault, and he's all that. So, yeah, that's really proving it's still an issue these days, although it's not really coming from everyone. No. And in those scenes, I, you know, there's like a few scenes where Lainey Boggs' character is just, you know, she's supposed to be the nerd that doesn't go out much. She's always complaining about something. But I, I couldn't help but, like, think of Debbie Downer. Speaking of heat, if this greenhouse effect keeps up, we'll all be living underwater. They're at the beach, and she makes a comment about how, you know, climate change or something. Yes, and then, yes. <laughs> and he's then like, when he's talking about, you know, she had the blow horn out of her purse, and she's like, sexual harassment is still a pretty big job. 
like big Debbie Downer energy over here. No, well, I mean, I think you're allowed to be Debbie Downer when Paul no, Walker's yeah. character is essentially Bryce Walker from 13 Reasons Why. Oh Walker God. and Walker. Maybe they're yeah. long lost related. I don't know. At the beginning, he says something about like banging a flight attendant, I think. No, all the. All like, the yeah. Aren't you at 17? What's happening here? No. And then like five minutes after that. Freddie Prince Jr. character is like, whatever, I could bump monkeys with any girl in this school. And I'm like, what is happening? No, he's like, I can make over anyone who's fat or has weird boobs, but not Lainey Boggs. She's too dark. Yeah, and then she takes off her glasses and we're like, whoa, a beauty. No, that also makes me think of not another team movie where Chris Evans says, not her. She has glasses and a ponytail. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyone but her. Not Janie Briggs. Oh, guys, she's got... Glasses and a ponytail. Okay, well, obviously this movie made an impact on us, but I do feel like it didn't get the rate, the greatest reviews when it came out, but I do feel like it's a beloved 90s teen comedy that people still watch. It makes you same, feel good. Yeah, in the same way that there's the whole canon of John Hughes teen movies that came out in the 80s. The yeah. 90s has 10 Things I Hate About You and She's All That and Can't Hardly Wait, which is my personal oh, favorite. And She's All That has a two- two-star rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is so rude. But I don't know anyone that hates this movie, do you? I don't. I haven't. No. I don't. No, I don't, actually. This was Everyone. also one of those movies that was always on TV. They no, always yeah, when, it. Right. I remember in high school, I would always, anytime it was on like a, t- a place, like on TBS or something, it's on my mom's DVR. There's like nine recordings of She's All That starting from various points where I'm like, oh, She's All That's on. Let me record it. Let me record it. And then I had like 12 recordings of She's All That starting at like random points in the movie. Because I was like, I'll watch this. And I would every single time, but I didn't really need to record it because it was always on TV. No, and it has so many great actors who have gone on to do other things. We didn't even talk about Kieran Culkin and Anna Paquin as the little brother and sister. Of the main characters. Kieran Culkin's character is one that actually makes me laugh out loud often in this movie. Even when I watched it recently. Like, that's the difference. This movie was... I find it to be genuinely funny. There are moments in this movie that you laugh out loud. And it's not like a cringe. It just... It felt more genuine. Which I... I always laugh when the dad's watching Jeopardy and just saying the complete wrong answers. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, he's just like... It said something like the answer was grape juice. And he was like, what is non-alcoholic wine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1987, a copy of the Old Testament attributed to this printer sold for $5.3 million. Who is Hewlett Packard? Who is Gutenberg? Who is Gutenberg? Also, <laughs> in that same scene, when the soccer team comes over to clean the house, we get a glimpse at a young Milo Ventimiglia for one second. I know, a little baby face. I never knew he was in that movie until you told me he was. Yeah, I read that on an article somewhere. And I I saw it with my own two eyes. (laughs) Um, Yes, and then Anna Paquin pre-vampire days. Post-Oscar. Oh, yeah, post-Oscar, pre-vampire. That's why I also love Anna Anna Paquin and Kieran Colgan were both child stars. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but... Well... Okay, well, in the spirit of us both loving She's All That so much, Becky, I've prepared a little game for you. Oh, boy. I never know what I'm in for with these games. Now, and, and you know, you don't always love the multiple choice, so this time I've, I've really left it open-ended for you. Wait, is it, is it a quiz or is it? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a questionnaire. Okay. 
I mean, I like multiple choice if there's only one answer. Well, she, it's some she's all that trivia. So. Okay. That's not, a question, that's not a questionnaire. Okay. It's a quiz. Okay. So it is a quiz with no multiple choice. It's I been have a long time since I was in school. I don't know how this works anymore. <laughs> it's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about don't. it when I see how you dare again. You. <laughs> dare you. Okay. Go. Okay. What school does Zach Seiler, Freddie Prince Jr.'s dad, want him to go to? Wow. Choose my future. Choose my school. He wants him to go to Yale. Wrong. Princeton. Dartmouth. Oh, you're right. Wow. What is wow. little Kim's character's name? And I she's have on no that. idea. Rude. Latanya? Again? <laughs> no. Alex. All right. What other teen heartthrob at the time was almost cast as Zach Seiler? Freddie Prince Jr.'s role. I, I don't know. Really? You mentioned the movie that he's in that we both James love. Vanderbeek? Ryan no. Phillippe? Ryan Phillippe? No, no. Uh, it's a movie wait, we talked about recently, and you also just mentioned it like five minutes ago, but that we both love it. Heath Ledger? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I'll uh, give you one more. One more. One more hint? One more shot. Yeah, one more. You get one more guess. A movie we just talked about. On this podcast we talked about? Yeah, you just mentioned on this podcast, and we have talked about it in depth because we're deranged. Oh, Peter Facinelli from Can't Hardly Wait? (laughs) All right. It's Josh Hartnett, the faculty. We've been talking about the faculty. That makes sense. That makes sense. What In what scene did Freddie Prince Jr. need a body double? The scene where he's naked? Nope. The hacky sack scene. Oh, I knew. I actually noticed that while I was watching it. You did? Yes, because after I was watched it, knowing that he had some consulted some hacky sack expert, and then when I was watching it, I noticed that they don't show his head and his feet at the same time. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pay attention. I guess he had practiced it for like weeks, but on the day of the shooting, he was just like, I can't get it more than four times in a row. And they were like, we've got the world champion hacky oh, sacker. Man. And I he tot- looks like you. I totally knew that. Yeah, I thought you were going to get it. I almost no, like, I knew that. I answered too quickly. Sad. Um, which character demanded a personal trainer before signing on for the role? Lil' Kim? <laughs> Matthew Lillard, who played Brock Hudson. Oh, I guess he does have to be shirtless a lot. What 90s band has a ton of mini cameos in this movie? Not cameos, just references, I guess. Okay, can you expand on what that means? There's just a lot of references to this band in the movie. I just References or songs by the band? No, no, no. They're not songs, like, references. Like dialogue references. Visuals. What, 90? Nirvana? Hanson. Remember Taylor Vaughn's, like, um, the posters that she sends out for her campaign with Prom Queen? They all include her a picture of her Photoshop with Hanson. I did not notice that. Oh, yeah. It was apparently somebody on the team really loves Hanson, so they tried to include them wherever they could. Which is weird. I did not notice that at all. Which two actors bonded over tap dancing during the filming of this movie? I actually saw this yesterday, and Ooh. now it was it was Freddie Prince Jr. and someone else, Dulé Hill. Yes, good okay. job! Great! Wow! I'm so happy that you got. I had no idea that Dulé Hill was a world class tap dancer. He was like apparently really upset at the prom scene because he the choreograph scene because he wanted to actually show off tap dancing skills. 
You know, I mostly think about him on the West Wing. He's very attractive. He's very cute. All right, last but not least, what song did they dance to at the prom? Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim. Good job. Wow. Not- oh you really like have to congratulate me like a toddler at the end. Well, I'm actually proud of myself because most of the times I do quizzes and you know everything. So I somehow feel like well, I've if there had been multiple, you. If there had been multiple choice, I feel I could have. You would have, this. yes. Well, we always perform better in multiple choice. I know, but if I had given you no multiple choice. Last time I gave you multiple choice, you were like not happy with it. So this time I'm trying to make you happy. Now no, you're not happy you, were not ha- you were not happy with it. Right, nobody wants to listen to us bicker so why don't we take a quick break and we can argue about he's all that when we get back okay well now that we have talked about how much we love she's all that whether or not i was able to recall every detail from it which i clearly wasn't Let's talk about He's All That and how it stacks up. What is your review? I think my review for this movie is that this is not for my demographic. I, I think to me, I, I wish I had an open, more open mind about what, like even pretending to want to like this movie, but because it's something that is nostalgic to me and I'm a 90s kid and the classic She's All That holds such a special place in my heart, this movie to me just... I think the culture of Gen Z is still sort of lost. I mean, when it comes to rom-coms and these movies where they feel so overproduced that it's hard for me to just even take it seriously. I think that's what it is. Not that I'm expecting Netflix to come out with like rom-coms that deserve Oscars or anything, but even compared to to All the Boys I Loved, I feel like I would rather watch that one. To All the Boys I Loved, one. Well, I think the biggest difference between this movie and that movie is that the characters into all the boys I loved before felt very, for the most part, authentic and were dealing with more regular teenage problems. They're not all rich. They weren't going, I mean, they went on a ski trip, but they're not going to these over the top parties. And that's something that I also, it's interesting that you point out that we're not, we're not the right demographic, but is Gen Z even the right demographic? First of all, he's all that is nineties. The term when they say she's all that it's like nineties lingo that is brought up in the movie by these guys who are freestyling like in the yeah. Quad. All for the high school jock named Brock. Well, my man click on the beatbox. Yeah, yeah, she's all that. Which is not even referenced in this movie. But also, when I'm watching this movie, so much of it is about Addison Ray's character being an influencer and how social media affects her life. And it's felt so incorrect to me. Like, there's no way this is how it actually works. There's yeah. no way if you're making money on this. Like I, after watching this show and Gossip Girl, will they also talk about the same thing? Like they're paying the bills using their influencer money. And 
that felt so over the top and incorrect to me that I would have preferred to see a documentary about what it's actually like for teenage social media influencers and how they make money and how it actually works. Because I don't think they're all being paid by Kourtney Kardashian, who is telling them that she has to find a boy to make him over in order to build her cred to pay her mother's bills. No. And and to your point, these like, in terms of authenticity, the problems, you know, even in Into All the Boys seemed a little bit just more normal. Whereas I know we were discussing this, we're in this, you know, Addison Ray's character is talking to Cameron Queller's character and they, and she's like, my mom's a nurse. I've never told anyone that before. And I'm like, is this how you are trying to connect to people? Like, this is not some, I think the, the way that this movie is feels so out of touch is astonishing to me because in my eyes, when I get on TikTok and when I see a lot of the content that Gen Z produces, a lot of it, I do find super, you know, I, they're a really smart generation that thinks about things that we for sure did not at the age of 16, 17, 18, whatever it is. So I think uh, this movie also just confuses me where I'm like, I, this isn't for my demographic. But yeah, to your point, I don't think it's for Gen Z either. I don't think this is how they are. Right. Yes. Or, or on the other hand, do you look back at she's all that and that also was nothing like the high school I went to and maybe that's the appeal. It's like this is not an accurate portrayal and it's not supposed to be and it's escapism and that's what is supposed that that's what potentially uh a younger generation would like about it but really i think anytime they make these movies they are banking on the nostalgia of the original fan base which is us right. and i don't really think they do justice to either one they don't really create anything for a new generation and it doesn't really feel satisfying to us now it's not without any it's not unwatchable i always enjoy a good makeover even on a guy even though it seemed ridiculous to me that like his long hair was really getting in the way of <laughs> right, his hotness yeah. um and i thought cameron queller was charming enough no he he's the most likable out of all of the characters to me or at least seemed like he he actually is an actor. <laughs> I don't know. I yes, feel like and the girls that play her best friend and his best friend, I thought they were good. And I liked the dynamic that they had. I think Addison Ray, in addition to the dialogue being not great, was a little wooden. And I think that without the charm, you really need that main character, the Freddie French Jr. character to be charming and win you over because the whole crux of the movie is that this character is doing a terrible thing. Yeah. I think, and that's what it is. Even in the, you know, and she's all that Freddie Prince Jr. We know that he's doing, you know, this is all a bet, but you're rooting for him. You're on his team. Whereas in this, he's all that. There's no moment in time where I'm like, Addison Rae is a good person. This character, Paget's great. But she's poor like, and her mom is a nurse. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah, it's so embarrassing. Her mom's a nurse. I don't, that entire thing to me is like very confusing. I also think, you know, as a person of color, I feel like this movie missed the mark more than the 1999 one. So that says something to me in 2021 where like if you decided to even not remake whatever it is that you want to call it and you continue to fall short is just exhausting. Well, they also once again have the shoehorned in diverse gay couple on yeah. the side of everything that's happening. Yeah, and his like best friend is a brown girl. Just like here it is, let's insert. It right. just doesn't and she feel authentic. ends up with it with the other Asian with the Asian girl. So it's like, look over here. This is where we keep the diversity. Yeah, it's and whereas the main characters are all white and heterosexual, and yeah, I think 
Would I recommend this to someone? No, probably. I mean, I think it's like any... It's a good movie to fold laundry It's only to. 90 minutes, which sounds like a ridiculous way to praise a movie, but I think the Kissing Booth movies are too long, and that's a big part of the problem. I think the thing with the Kissing Booth movies, though, at least it's an original thought, so I feel like, yes, there can be equally like cringy at times, but at least it's an original thought. Whereas think, in this movie, I was just like, okay, when's this part going to happen? Okay, when? And it's not even done that well is the thing, so. But I think there's something about watching a story you already know that in a way makes it more watchable because you're waiting for it to hit these certain touchstones. Like when they were gearing up to go to the party. Yeah. I'm wondering how they're going to redo the classic scene where Taylor spills the, the wine all over Lainey. It's not as good. You should really that. be more careful with silk. You really should be more careful with silk. You're not going to cry now, are you? I mean, none of the villains in this movie are as good. So. No, Taylor Vaughn is iconic. She's so good. Such a mess. I mean, this movie would never get a theater release. It would never get number one at the box office. I think no. Addison Ray should stay on TikTok. Yeah, agreed. And stay there. <laughs> nice. You tried it, Addison Ray. Um... She did try to do a lot of TikTok dancing in this movie. No, and that also, I'm like, maybe don't incorporate that because you haven't got the best feedback in regards to that lately. So maybe just cut that out. I don't know. It doesn't seem the most well thought out situation. So overall, yeah, I think TikTok is the place for her to be. But yes, in conclusion, as our conclusion for many things, we didn't need this movie. Please do not make 11 things I hate about you. <laughs> Please don't make the double war Givenchy. Please don't make Still Can't Hardly Wait. I know the Devil Wars product was later, but I don't know why I was thinking about that. I was thinking about other comfort movies. Tuck Everlasting. <laughs> please don't makes... make please don't make varsity greens. <laughs> no, yeah. Just, just leave these movies alone. Come up with your own ideas. As 90s kids, stop ruining everything for us. Are you ready for your burning question? Yes, I am. Take some time to think about it. Okay. Congratulations, Zareen. No. You've been, you've been selected to write the sequel to She's All That. What? It's called They're All That. No. All the returning cast members really and actors awesome. are returning. Tell us what happened to Zach Seiler. Eleni Boggs, and your favorite, Dean Sampson, a.k.a. Paul Walker. What happened? You want me to create entire stories of what happened to these people? Yeah. In your, in your mind's eye, what, what happened? What would happen in a... What would you like to see in a sequel? A true sequel? I think Eleni Boggs and Zach Seiler went to art school together. They enjoyed their college tenure together. Um, hopefully they got married, but I don't want to think past that because maybe they don't, they're not meant to be together forever. They're just meant to be together during college. I don't know. Um, Dean Sampson is a recovering alcoholic. And Man, I can't, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Well, DJ, play the original version of Kiss Me. My sixpence, none the richer. Thank you. Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. 
Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoveritpopsugar.com. Thanks for listening.